Okay, everybody, we are live back. Welcome back. Season three of the Not a Rabbi podcast. I'm hearing an echo. So if anybody wants to mute, unless that's me, which it could be. Um, so anyway, welcome everybody back to a third season of the pod of the podcast. Uh, you probably have been wondering where I've been most of these months, and the reason is I've been busy, and I moved, and I finally got everything sorted out, and we're all good. And so, this is what we're doing. I see why there's an echo. Okay. I wonder how that's going to sound. In any event... How's that? Oh, even better. Okay. So, in any event, um, I think this might be a little bit of a short show today. We're going to, this is what I'm titling episode one of season three. And what I wanted to talk about, there's a couple of interesting articles that I have come up with, uh, especially with the fact that the Major League Baseball draft was just finished today, I believe. And sort of a follow-up on what we had spoken about uh, one of the last episodes. I'd have to check through my show notes to see exactly when we spoke about it, but um, or if we spoke about it. Actually, I don't think we did speak about it. Um, If I I don't know, then who is going to know? And I'm just going to say we haven't spoken about it yet. In any event, uh, this is an interesting and then also that's going to be kind of like the news and the news section and then what i wanted to do was talk a little bit about uh the what we like what it is actually kind of the saddest time of the year that we have right now uh going on in the jewish calendar and that is uh with the uh culminating on sunday with what is known as on the jewish calendar as the ninth of of Av, I know that's a little bit of a tongue twister, but uh, that's how we do it. Anyway, the uh, called Tisha B'Av, which is Hebrew for the ninth of Av, which is the Jewish month, and I I wanted to discuss that a little bit as well. Uh, and you know, if there are any questions that you would like to uh, fire through, you can always those that are live in the chat. And once again, I would like to thank the fine moderators of the Fifth Column podcast for allowing me to use their voice and video chat for the live stream of this. Um, Always appreciated, fine folks, and always enjoy their company here. Uh, Really do. And one of the more friendlier political-ish types of channels on Discord or on the internet, I I dare say. Uh, fifth column, of course, ref- references the fine fifth column podcast by Camille Foster, Michael C. Moynihan, and Matt Welch, and their various uh, guests as well. Anyhow, let's let's get into the news. Uh, just out, out of curiosity, anybody that's on any sports fans here? Any sports fans? Okay. Well, if you're not a sports fan. Uh, kind of, sort of, Logan says. Okay, Logan, um, have you been following, anybody following the NBA, the NBA, the uh, Major League Baseball draft? 
because there were some really interesting developments Jewish-wise for the on Judaism side of things that uh, have happened uh, in the NBA MLB draft. I keep calling it the NBA draft for some reason, and that and what that is is a um, there have been two Orthodox Jews drafted in the Major League Baseball draft. One of them was an individual by the name of Jacob Steinmetz, and he was the second, actually, that did it. Uh, No, he was the first one that did it. He was drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he actually is a more of a local product coming from here in uh, the New York City area. I believe he is from the Five Towns area, which is Long Islandish type of place. And so he was drafted on the first day of the draft. And then we have someone else that was on there um, who was, uh, his name is, let me take a look at my notes here. His name was Ellie. Kligman, and he is from Nevada, Las Vegas area, and he made it, uh, he got, just got drafted today on the third day of the draft. I believe he's a high school player uh, as well. Uh, young, young Riprock asks, my favorite, my favorite friend here, Young Riprock asks about the, if um, Jacob Steinmetz was the third rounder. I believe that he was the third rounder that was picked by the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks. He's apparently got he, he tops out at like 97 miles per hour on his fastball, which uh, is pretty damn fast. Uh, and, you know, we've, you know, I, I could say as someone who was somewhat of an athlete growing up, always wanting to be, you know, drafted, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. And what I find interesting about this with regard to Judaism, yes, high school third rounder does mean that he has talent, He and he with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, you got talent. Uh, <laughs> you know, you could, at, at the very least, be a closer with that, uh, with that fastball that you're throwing. And what, you know, what is interesting about this is are some of the restrictions that, if they decide to remain observant, which is always an option, that they don't have to res- re- remain observant, but if they decide to remain observant, then they're going to have to and the teams are going to have to figure out what happens what happens with regard to things like the sabbath where friday evening and and saturday they are not going to be able to play saturday afternoons which is when most ball games are played on uh, on in those two time frames they are not going to be able to play so they're going to be out for two games a week uh, if they're a starting pitcher that could be definitely managed to a degree. And then, of course, you're going to have in September and October, you're going to have Rosh Hashanah, you're going to have Yom Kippur, you're going to have the holiday of Sukkot as well, and you're going to have a lot of different uh, issues that may be addressed. You know, and I'm, I'm less worried, I, I mean, or not worried, worried is probably a weird term to use, but I am less worried, I'll use that anyway, um, I am less worried about them finding kosher food and those types of things then because i think the teams will be able to take care of them but uh they had um you know they're 
I lost my train of thought here. My train of thought got derailed. Um, yeah, I'm less concerned about those types of issues than I am about these major issues. I mean, I think that there are some other issues that could be there uh, if they're going to be in the minor leagues, depending on where the minor league ball uh, city is that they're going to be playing in, which it may be, uh, you know, some godforsaken, you know, part of the country, which there aren't any many Jews around, that's going to be a problem for them to find, um, you know, prayer services with a, uh, with a minion quorum of uh, 10 people to go ahead and participate. Okay, so a couple of comments here from the, from the, uh, from the chat, which would be, uh, Menard says he'd be worried about doing long-term damage if he has that kind of heat as an 18-year-old. This is possible. Lots of pitchers actually do go through the UCL uh, repair and surgeries. It's uh, Some people actually go through it twice, so it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, it's always a concern when you're dealing with young pitchers. This is always a concern. Although I would say taking a pitcher that has not pitched in college is probably a safer bet than taking a pitcher who has pitched in college because college coaches tend to abuse the arms of them as well um next comment here was logan who mentions um that he had a shabbat dinner with a fifth column listener and her kids love sports but have trouble participating because of lots of practice the schedules and games that take place that at at times that they cannot participate yes this is a real problem um i can say that i had this growing up as well where uh i was in a little league growing up as a kid and in the squirrel hill little league that i was part of in pittsburgh that i was not able to come to some of the, a lot of some of the games during the summers uh, because it was the Sabbath, and I just was not able, I did not play, um, and that was that, and, you know, there was some pressure about that, and I think that nowadays there's a little bit more understanding with regard to those types of things, and with regard to, uh, you know, how diverse the people we are as a, as a country, so hopefully that will not be as much of a problem, although I could certainly see if their team loses and he is, you know, let's say one of these guys are not available and they're, in a, they're a crucial cog in the machine, that uh, the fan base will be up in arms. Oh, you know, but that's, uh, that's the way fans are going. Um, okay, so let's see here. Um, next question here I want to get to. Menard asks, does there exist a notion of dispensations like there is in Catholicism? No, there does not. Uh, if I understand the concept correctly, I'm not familiar with it, but if I understand the concept uh, correctly, this is just basically saying, yeah, you can do this even though we're not allowed you generally to do this. Menard, please correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, but there isn't one that there, that there is nothing like that. I mean, you know, basically what they would have to do is they would have to decide that, you know, make that conscious choice to not be religious because we're observant so that they could follow their baseball, uh, baseball goes or baseball goals is the right way to say that. Um, okay. Young Riprock asks another question here. Does New York have 
an Orthodox Jewish sports league, or is that something avoided to prevent appearing isolated slash aloof? Uh, some of the schools, which are the quote-unquote modern Orthodox schools, do have high school leagues, um, and they have a they have a league that they they do have, and it's there. Um, you know, there was a high school in Baltimore that private high school in Baltimore that was part of a that was part of a league and they didn't play on the Sabbath and uh, there was a basketball player that was very good that uh, made it I think he was he made it to a D2 school if I'm not mistaken Towson State um, his name was Tamir his name is Tamir Goodman he played in Israel for a while but uh you know there's not much else about that over there um and so yeah so menard then says also with regard to this notion of dispensation this is definitely something that uh he you could ask your priest or bishop one of those two for permission not to attend mass during extenuating circumstances nope there really isn't that type of thing uh with regard to prayers you should you know we, we try to pray with uh, this quorum of ten called a minion uh, in order to uh, because the divine presence actually joins us when there is a group of ten uh, as to why the number ten this is a question that we we were talk handling with uh, yesterday uh, and it you know I'm, I'm it's uh, there's numerology issue things about it which I'm not into so it'd be hard for me to uh, hard for me to say um, so anyway that is this is, that's going to be interesting to watch these guys how and see exactly how they progress throughout their minor league and maybe even professional major league baseball as professional major league baseball players i'm very very curious to see how this uh pun intended plays out um and we can get more i think i've touched all the bases on that news article um can I get any more puns in? That's going to be the really big question right now. And um, as you may have heard or, and saw, my daughter in my recording studio with my daughter going through the background. Um, uh, yes, Young Riprock, better than trying to play college football while orthodox, I guess. Yes, <laughs> playing college football while orthodox would be is a impossible challenge, I, I would say, unless you're not playing D1. Uh, if you're playing, you know, something else, you might be able to get away with it. I mean, you couldn't even play high school football usually because high school football is, you generally played Friday nights, so it would be a problem. Um, you know, you, I, I had something I think I wanted to mention here. Um, oh, yes, also, with regard to, straight to the NFL, <laughs> Would you like to handle the suit that the NFL and college football would bring against that, uh, young Rick Brock? If you would like to, we can certainly set that up. Uh, anyway, I did want to mention one other thing about professional or college sports and, and, and observance of that is that the Yeshiva University team has, last year specifically, I know, uh, did make it pretty far into the D3 college basketball tournament. Uh, and they had games that were supposed to be played on Shabbos, and I believe that they had those games rearranged somehow. They were able to do it. Um, there was a, in, and there was another case of a tournament happening that um, 
and I don't remember the case, but they finally did allow it. It was there's been a couple of there's been a couple examples of this. I, I want to just close this section though with a story which I heard firsthand, and this is really an amazing story. I, I and I just really really like it a lot. Um, we were at um, we we meaning my I think my sister my daughter and I uh, were at my sister's house for one of my sister's um, one of my sister's daughters one of my nieces bat mitzvahs um, but before I get to that let me just take this question uh, do sports leagues in Israel shut down from Friday evening through Saturday afternoon. Menard, I would assume that they do not. I don't really follow Israeli sports. Um, I would assume that they do not, strictly because that most of the people that are going to the games and everything are non-Sabbath observant. Um, I'm sure that the uh, I'm sure that uh, it is a point of contention within Israeli politics as well, because uh, within Israeli politics is there. I don't think there is anything that is not a point of contention between the religious and non-religious uh, affiliated people. But I'll leave that out. Uh, my general policy with dealing with Israeli politics is I have a hard enough time dealing with American politics, so I try to stay the heck away from Israeli politics because that is a uh, viper's nest <laughs> um, compared to uh, our American politics these days. And I just really don't know the... I don't know anything about it, so I just hope that everything goes well for for the country that's that's really where it goes um so anyway getting back to this story um and i believe it was for my el for my eldest niece uh and really fascinating that uh my brother-in-law had one of his friends come over and my, my his friend lived maybe even still lives in oakland california and his son was on a traveling team and for basketball he was on a traveling team for basketball and obviously he was the only orthodox boy there and what happened was that they had a game on shabbos and now the you know the boy asked you know the, the parent asked his rabbi what they should do and the rabbi said that they could walk to the game and play the game i'm not getting involved in that if, an, if a rabbi was asked a rabbi was asked and that's where i leave it and what this um what the team did was really quite remarkable which was the coach who was obviously not a jewish person not obviously but he was not jewish the remainder of the team was not jewish and what they did was they walked with this with their teammate in solidarity to the game because the coach said if he walks we all walk and I thought that that was a, it was a very very touching moment, and it was really nice to see that a they were uh, observing Shabbos in the way that they could, and b that the team really was unified behind this player uh, behind their teammate. It was it was something that was very very um, very touching. Okay, so let's move now. Any other points? Uh, any other questions that we uh, I should I should cover before we get to kind of the main topic of the day? Okay, so let's go on to the main topic of the day, which is really like I said, 
this is a period of time called the three weeks. This started on the happened to have started on the last Saturday of I'm sorry, the last Sunday of June, and it'll be culminating this coming Sunday. Um, and there, it's it's kind of a bookends where there's a fast day on that sat on that Sunday. And there is a fast day on this coming Sunday. Uh, this coming Sunday's fast day is a 24-hour fast. Uh, the other the other fast day was a fast day that went from sunrise to sunset. Um, I was actually out of town. I was in Chicago at this t uh, for that fast, which was uh, got, I got a chance to see my nieces, and my nephew, and even a grandniece, which was uh, which was very nice. So anyway, what is the purpose behind this sad period of time and this this period of time? And it starts with uh, historically with the breaching of the walls of Jerusalem. Uh, for the first temple, I believe, um, and then it goes to the second, uh, and then both temples are destroyed on this day on the Jewish calendar called the ninth of Av. Now, just a brief note about the Jewish calendars, uh, the Jewish calendar, I should say. The Jewish calendar is what I like to call a pseudo-lunar calendar. Basically, uh, the months are based on the moon, and whenever there's a new moon, generally there is a there is a new month. However, due to certain requirements for let's for main thing is for Passover to be in the be in the spring, we do not consistently go based on only a lunar calendar because otherwise everything would be all out of whack. If you take a look at, uh, for example, the Muslim calendar, and when they have their holidays of Id, and I forget what the other one is called, but those really vary throughout the standard uh, calendar year, and it is, it is problematic. So, you know, but ours is more, like I said, a pseudo-lunar calendar where we need to have certain holidays line up in certain seasons. So therefore, because one of the things that, uh, pass, you know, just Passover is, another name for Passover is the holiday of spring. I think I had mentioned that in my Passover, call, uh, my Passover episode. And if I didn't, I'm doing that now. And anyway, uh, this is what... Um, you know how we do it so the, the you know for example this this is actually a very early time early year when the, uh, the this time frame happens these three weeks happen and like i mentioned it is to basically commemorate uh the destruction of the two temples that happened young riprock who uh makes a comment to paraphrase star wars that is no moon that is true but it's neither the star either um, anyway, it might be the a the old AT and T symbol, though. Uh, however, so I, I um, so yeah, this is to commemorate the destruction of the two temples that there were in uh, in Israel, which the first one I forget the year that it was done, but that was obviously before the Common Era, and the second one was. Uh, the year 68 or 70 of the Common Era, something I just recently uh, discovered, which is there's a little bit of a discrepancy whether or not it was 68 or 70. Two years, what's two years between friends? It, uh, the, you know, that's how I look at it. But in regard, regardless, 
that is uh, that is really what it is. And so there's this intense mourning period where uh, we start off the beginning of this three-week period. Uh, as you notice here, I'm I have a little bit of a uh, some scruff on my face. Uh, that's because I haven't shaved for uh, for this purpose uh, for this because it's a sign of mourning. Uh, we do not listen to music during this period of time either, which is really not that difficult for me because I generally don't listen to music at all. I'm generally listening to podcasts. And then we uh, then it intensifies a little bit. And starting this past Saturday, which was the first of the month of Av, and <clears throat> it intensifies uh, with us doing uh, no swim. No, no, really, you don't want to put yourself into any possibility of danger so the generally there is no swimming that is done there is no uh you don't generally try to take long trips during this period of time we also don't like to get uh you know home rede re redecorations done or anything along those lines if you want to you know redo your house or something along you know something like that we don't like that to get done uh, and, th and there's various other things and like i said it does culminate with a 25 hour fast which is going to start this coming saturday evening and it is going to go all the way through sunday evening and sunday you know to sunday night and uh with that fast uh in addition to fasting there is no wearing of leather shoes um, no eating and drinking, obviously, it's a fast. Uh, we also, for the first half of the day, uh, from Saturday night in the first half of Sunday, we will be sitting on low benches, which is something that mourners generally do as well. And there's other things that happen in that. And it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty interesting, uh, it, it's, it's interesting that it comes out during the summer and there are, you know, people that uh, have have written about this in rabbinic liter literature why is it specifically that this happens during the summer uh to time kind of su the summer is a t you know generally a time that is a little bit freer i guess you could say and uh it helps us put things into perspective a little bit more is is what i would you know possibly say and this is what some of the uh, other rabbinic thinkers uh and philosophers i guess you could say have have spoken about with that and that is really that is that is really it like i said it is a sad time of year um sad part of the year we we uh you know we have this morning i'll be actually you know hopefully the next podcast and next live episode i'll be uh totally without my beard and mustache here um it gets kind of itchy i'm not like the most comfortable with it and also there's a lot of gray in it nowadays uh, so i don't like to see it like i said that is it in a nutshell anything any questions that you guys would like to to ask in the uh in the chat why is the wikipedia rendering of the first temple have a red sky it looks ominous throw a link into the uh chat for me young riprock if you if you please because I would like to see that. I have not looked at it. Yeah, you know what? I could actually just do that myself. Ooh, yeah, that is ominous. Solomon's Temple. Um, it's a digital rendering um, as to what... <laughs> I wonder where they got this from. Public domain. Uh, uh, just some guy did it, so he just decided to put Red Sky in. It has nothing really to do with anything else. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is a heck of an artistic choice. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, you know, I'll throw this, actually, I'll throw this into the show notes, this link here, so that uh, everyone could take a look at it. Now, there is, <laughs> you know, sometimes there just isn't a story behind something. Um, you know, it is, it's, sometimes it's just as simple, you know, to, uh, to quote Sigmund Freud, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, and there's nothing else to it. But so there really isn't much of a story other than that uh, in it. And um, that, that is that. Um, let me just throw that into the show notes here. Okay, any other questions? I guess there are golden caps too. Now, um, let's actually, I want to look at this here. No, okay, so yes. So the golden caps, that's an interesting, yes, that is actually something that Solomon put in to the to the temple and it uh, was a ginormous if you could, if you see a little bit of it uh there is you'll see on on the top it's it's it, it there are these calves are holding on to something and or or holding something on the t on their backs and that is a i guess a pool of water that they used to wash their hands and feet before they started doing sacrifices um, and that was actually something that Solomon put in, and it's—I I forgot what the measurements are—but it's actually pretty big uh, on a volume scale, uh, you know, liquid volume scale. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I have to take a look in my copy. Uh, I know—I kind of know where it is. I'd have to take a look and see if, if I could find a picture of it. Um, it's called the uh, Sea of Solomon, or the Yam Shel Shlomo in Hebrew, and this is uh, this was something that Solomon put in. So believe it or not, this is not something that is. Yes, I agree. The ra the rendering is not practical for washing your feet. I completely agree with you. Again, it's somebody's rendering. Um, I don't know exactly know how it look how it broke you know how it worked um contrary to how my students feel i was not there so you know it's hard for me to say but that is exactly you know that is exactly uh but thank you for the question great questions this is why i love talking having a live audience here and really appreciate it um what are the little cups on wheels you know i am trying to figure that out myself with regard to that um and uh, there is probably my my thought would be that one of two things either a these and the altar with the bowser spikes hold on a second i gotta take a look at the picture again um let's see um altar okay so the altar with the bowser spikes and again this is it's, it's not a great rendering but that would be the altar um, or the back of the altar, actually, it looks like Doom. Logan says, "Yeah, it kind of does give a the, the, with that with that sky. It definitely gives a Doom vibe. I would totally agree. Uh, you know, I haven't had played Doom in ages. Uh, we we need to, you know, yeah, it might be on Mars. This is very true. The secret level." <laughs> Yes, it's the secret level of doom, the temple level. <laughs> oh, you know, he might have just taken that sky and looped it in and used it. I can't. Logan, you play that. That is. 
um, anyway, so the, the getting back to the um, the altar with the Bowser spikes. This is the altar where they, if you take a look in the book of Leviticus, it talks about how the sac animal sacrifices were handled, or even um, flour sacri meal sacrifices, um, uh, breadish types of sacrifices, although those were all really thin matzahs, uh, you know, fried, but it, those were all taken and burnt on that altar. Now, there were, um, and I don't think the representation is actually very good from this artist, and not to, you know, disparage him. Um, I think it could have been better. It's the whole, um, but it's not really like horns that were there. They kind of like were uh, corners that stuck out and stuck up a little bit, not, not like horns that came out and angled i mean this is the whole problem that we had and and the, what's interesting is the 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 talmud and the and the bible uses in hebrew the word karen karen in english is generally translated as a horn um but this also led to the problem and but it was also used for other things as well such as a ray of or a beam and so this is where michelangelo in his famous depiction of Moses having a horn and the whole uh, trope of where Jews got their horns from because of a misunderstanding from how Michelangelo translated it. I assume that it was because it was he, he was reading the Latin and he did not uh, he did not read the original Hebrew to understand the context of what the word meant. Oh, this looks interesting. Okay, I might have to throw this in. 3D animated version of Solomon's Temple. Yeah, this is a lot better. This is a lot better. This is this is a lot better. Um, and as to what those wield, and and again, I'll throw this. Uh, thanks to Young Rip Riprock for the link. I am going to <laughs> no Spider Mastermind. <laughs> well, you know, Young Riprock. That all depends on who you ask. If there is a Spider Mastermind. Um, our good friend in England, um, who shall go re remain unnamed on this podcast, might believe this, that there are actually a spider mastermind behind it, if not lizard people. Anyhow, um, I'll throw this uh, 3D animated version of Solomon's Temple as well. It looks a lot more realistic, or at least rendition-wise, what, what I am used to seeing. So I am interested in uh, in taking a look at that. All right, any other any other questions? Okay, folks, it has been wonderful getting back in the saddle. I am really glad that I'm back. I am glad that everyone stuck with me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. This has been episode one of season three of the Not a Rabbi podcast. You can check me out. Um, you can check out the website on notarabbipod.com. Uh, and you could get all of the recordings over there. I am—I uh, have this big galaxy brain idea, which I kind of discussed with some other people about uh, these live streams and and uh, going forward. But right now, we are sticking with our good friends at the Fifth Column. I and I do once again appreciate them allowing me to use the lounge and their voice chat and video chat for for this podcast. And with that, I will see you guys in about two weeks. I might do another mid-week broadcast um and thank you very much for listening i am aaron benedict and i am not a rabbi